here is a question. You know, we all say, oh, I can't believe I forgot the keys again, or I left my wallet at home. I can't believe it's just me. I always do that. What happens if you say that to yourself over and over again? Is it a self-fulfilling prophecy? Well, here's a question I received from a woman, uh, Rosemary, and see what you might tell her and see if you can relate to some of this. Dear Dr. Kenner, I have a big problem with staying focused and paying attention. When I leave home, I'm always forgetting something important. Keys, money, my jacket, an umbrella, a player, and sometimes it's very important. The second problem she has, reading a book, even one that I really like, is difficult. I jump three paragraphs down, look to where the sentence ends, the chapter, etc. Or while I'm reading, my eyes seem to be reading, and I start thinking about something else. And I do have a crazy thirst for reading and learning, but this is holding me back so badly. This is my problem with focusing and paying attention. For some information, I'm 21 years old. I'm studying psychology and have been for two years now. I work in the meantime, and I am totally on my own. My parents are not sending me money anymore, and we even live in different towns. I was raised by my brothers, even though we were all living in the same house. We have five kids, and I have two wonderful brothers and two sisters. I was the youngest. I don't know if it could be one of the causes, but my father was always using the reading in quotes, as punishment during my childhood. I tried to work with that as a cause, but didn't get much out of it. Thank you very much, Rosemary. Okay, so I'm going to focus on this in two different uh, directions. One is going to be the trauma. Could your dad, could using reading as punishment have had an impact on your ability to focus? And the other is don't beat up on yourself. What we sometimes do is we say, you know, I'm always forgetting something and we forget the times that we remembered something. You don't forget your keys every single day. You don't get forget your money every single day. You don't forget your jacket or an umbrella when it's raining every single time it rains or every single time you need your jacket. So you need to start collecting the times when you do remember things and underscore those so that you can break away from that role that you've cast yourself in that you're always a forgetful person. You're not always a forgetful person, Rosemary. You're sometimes forgetful and sometimes you're not forgetful and sometimes you can be very focused. So you want to focus on the times when you're not a forgetful person and remind yourself of that. You can even keep track of that. And the next thing is you need we all need methods of how to toggle our mind to remember things. We can't just expect it to happen. We need to build a trusted method of how to remember your our keys, for example. So I my daughter gave me a darling little a pottery jar and I keep that near the door. In the past I used to leave my key, lose my keys so often. Were they in my car? Were they, were they in my purse? Did I leave them in a coat jacket? Did I bring them down to my office? Now I have a trusted method. When I walk into my house I put the keys right in the kitchen in that little jar that my da- daughter gave me and I've built that into a habit and I can't remember the well maybe I can. I do remember recently I did lose my keys once but who cares because most of the kind time I remember my keys because I have that method. And so you don't want to beat up on yourself. 
And my husband once forgot his passport when we were traveling. Important? Very important. He remained cool. He didn't He didn't build it into his character. I'm so stupid. I can't believe I did this. We just turned around, went home, got the passport, and actually made it back to... <laughs> to make the plane on time so we it was very a very nice way to handle it rather than him complaining all the way back and beating up on himself um so you want to be able to say to yourself i am capable of remembering you can use external aids such as post-its uh keeping keys in a consistent place and breaking that that title that I'm a forgetful person. Now let's move to the trauma. You say that when you start to read, you drift. So that idea of having difficulty staying focused and paying attention may be related to some trauma. It sounds like you had a fairly big family. You have five kids in your family and you were the baby. Maybe you were an afterthought. I don't know. Maybe your parents wanted you. I don't know. Uh, But you were raised by your brothers, which raises a lot of questions for me, even though you guys were all living in the same house. So you said your brothers were very supportive, but your father father was punishing you and he'd punish you by reading. I don't know what that means, whether that means that he would force you to read or not let you read. But man, if my father used punishment for reading and I really loved reading and he took away my reading, then when I did read, I might start to think, oh my God, I hope I don't get punished now. You would have a natural distractor built in. So you can continue exploring that. You can look up Cognitive Therapy, academyofct.org because I love the idea that you're exploring what could cause this. Look for other causes too. And then you need to separate out of your mental folder. One part is going to be good reading and the other part will be trauma from dad and they should never meet. Enjoy your reading. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner. I need to feel important. Instead, I'm living in the shadows of her life. Her family and friends are everything. I feel invisible. I thought my husband's love would be enough to help him get over my affairs. Why can't he just forgive and forget? What does he think he is? Perfect? He's so selfish. How many lose themselves in a romantic relationship, feeling unimportant, taken for granted? Or perhaps they lie or cheat and think their partner should forgive and forget. I am Dr. Ellen Kenner, clinical psychologist and co-author with Dr. Edwin Locke of the Romance Guidebook, The Selfish Path to Romance. Provocative title? I know. By selfish, we mean the self-valuing, self nurturing way to romance. You never want to lose yourself in a relationship. You want to create a win-win partnership to value your own and each other's goals and dreams. Discovering how to be true to yourself in a romantic partnership is learnable and key to romantic happiness. Check out our book with its daring title, The Selfish Path to Romance, at Amazon or SelfishRomance.com.